Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Zach on Film. Joining us, like always, Steven Schleicher. Hello, Zach. Hello, Steven. And all the way across the internet, over there, it's Rodrigo Lopez. Hi, guys. We are done with our Kung Fu stint of movies. Yes. And uh, we are moving on to a new list, which I don't believe has an official title. Uh, It is the Smorgasbord as we uh, prepare for Zach to have a child. Yes, as we wind it down, the list is coming yeah. coming close. But this week, we're going to be talking about Spirited Away, the Hayao Miyazaki Studio Ghibli movie about a young girl who um, whose parents gets turned into pigs, and she is forced into labor at a bathhouse, and uh, she solves everyone's problems. Yeah, so the reason we're watching this one like immediately came from a list that the New York Times put out there, like, uh, film division. Yeah, the 25 best films of the 21st century yep. so far. Right. And number two on their list is Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. They said, hey, you know, we're figuring out movies for the rest of the year. This is, might be interesting to watch because uh, we haven't really done that many animated movies on the show. And I have never watched a Studio Ghibli or a Miyazaki film. And I'm excited to watch, or was excited to watch this one, uh, because of that reason, and also because I've used the GIF of No Face with the waves oh, crashing yeah. over him with feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. I've used that a lot, so it's nice to see the source material. <laughs> and it's like nothing involved with that really, but it's nice to see. Uh, but I was really no, excited. That's that's a good impulse. You don't want to you don't want to use a GIF if you don't know the source material, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So, and I had watched a trailer because I did send that gift to a friend mm-hmm. and she was like, I don't know this movie. I'm going to watch the trailer. She's like, that seems really sad. And I said, totally upfront. I've never seen the movie. So I have, I have no idea if that's true or not. Uh, this is not the movie I thought it would be. What did you think it was going to be? I honestly couldn't really tell you what it would be about. I thought it was just going to be about. Uh, a nice little girl in like a weekend after, uh, like a nice afternoon out or something with her parents. Uh, <laughs> Says this... the boy who's never watched a Miyazaki film. Uh, no, this movie is full of emotion and monsters and spirits and uh, parents who go away and uh, like an angsty little girl and um, like a like servitude. What a <laughs> this is not your Pixar film. Uh, no, but, um, you know, John Lasseter basically oversees all of the English adaptations of the Miyazaki film. So the Pixar oh. distributes, Disney distributes the, 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 the studio Ghibli, the, the Miyazaki films here in mm-hmm. the U.S. And so Lasseter's in charge of that English interesting. dub version of that. Well, that is, it's very interesting because the uh, bathhouse assistant manager, mm-hmm. I go... I'm listening to it about 25, 30 minutes in, whenever he like becomes a big part of the story. I said, I, oh, I recognize this voice. I don't know what this man's name is. I just know he's in every Pixar movie ever. And sure enough, it's 
what's his face that's in every Ratzen- movie yeah uh, Ratzenberger whatever yeah. yeah yeah he is the assistant manager of the bathhouse so that made me feel cool because I picked out a voice for once <laughs> uh, so this is obviously my first time watching this uh, Rodrigo are you pretty familiar with this film and the other works from Miyazaki yeah I've seen it a few times and I've seen you know uh, most of the catalog I, I don't I don't think I've seen I haven't seen the whatever the borrowers uh, one was and uh, I haven't seen when Marnie was there have, you watched, the, the have you watched the raccoon family one uh, have I, I forget I what the title so. of that one is yeah I haven't seen like like Porco Rosso is another one um, but all the big ones you know Nasica, Castle in the Sky Princess Mononoke Totoro I've seen all of those and what about you, Stephen? I have a collection of the complete Miyazaki. Oh, okay. Um, in the original Japanese that I bought, like, Ooh. oh, I don't know. It's like 15 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen most of it. Now, I haven't watched Grave of the Fireflies because that one everyone says is just so oh, damn depressing. I have, seen, I have seen Grave of the Fireflies and it, it like, it, like, I usually don't cry during movies and it made me cry. Yeah. So oh it's one gosh. that I don't, definitely don't want to see. Okay. Um, and I do have favorites. Um, uh, Castle in the Sky is is right up there uh-huh. as one of my favorites or the favorite. Um, what's the little witch girl? Um, oh, Kiki's Kiki, delivery service. Kiki's delivery service is a great one. I love that as well. I am not a fan, and I know this is going to be. I am that three percent of the people that that think Spirited Away is just an okay movie. <gasps> oh no! I know if you look on the IMD or the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes or the other sources, you know this has like a ninety seven percent. Uh, positive oh, yeah. rating and I'm just like yeah it's just okay yeah Spirited Away is not my favorite Miyazaki movie oh really I, I think you can not, I think you bad. can find much better films than this well then did they all not come out in the 2000s or is it just like the most popular one in America no, or I, Miyazaki you, films have been coming out like since the forever right? yeah forever I mean he was like the 80s I yeah think. since the since the uh, late 60s early early 70s is when uh, he started doing stuff. Now, Studio Ghibli um, was right. founded in 85. Okay. And so that's when you start to see uh, his stuff coming out. But, I mean, it was um, – hmm, hmm, uh, didn't he do – yeah, he did Castle of Cagliostro uh, with um, – in 1979, okay. which – we yeah, Loop in the Third. That one's fantastic. That's another one of my favorites. Uh, and that's just a masterpiece. That's like, I think, his breakout film. Mm. And um, – and it, the list just goes on and on from there. So he has a huge career. So when it was announced last year, earlier this year, time is is so in flux right now. Sure. That six months ago feels like a year and a half ago yeah. at this point. Yeah. But when he said that he was not going to be doing any more movies, you know, everyone sat up and took notice and said, oh, my gosh, this is a great loss for animation, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And now he's going to come back. And I think he's got one more one more short film that he's uh, that he's working on. But uh, when you when you look at some of these, uh, this is highly respected animation. And I'm not saying the animation in this is poor because it's really fantastic with some of the stuff they're doing. I just, this story does not interest me. Interesting. So the story is odd. And I, I say that uh, from a, a point of view where I wasn't expecting what happened. Sure. So essentially yeah. there's uh, a little girl mm-hmm. whose name is Chichiro. Right, right. Chihiro. Mm-hmm. Chihiro. Chihiro. 
And she is moving to a new town with her parents. Right. And they're driving to their home. Right. And what kind of car are they driving? Do you know? It's like an Audi, isn't okay. it? Okay. Is it? Is that That's, important? Yes, it is. Is that important? It is. Okay. And right. <laughs> they, the dad gets lost and he's a crazy driver and they come up to a, a tunnel. They walk through the tunnel and they discover this is actually an abandoned amusement park from the 90s, right before the economy crashed. Mm-hmm. And so they keep walking. That's important too. And the... The place is pretty much abandoned besides one booth, which is has a whole like uh, counter of food mm-hmm. for them to eat as much as they want with no one to take their money, and they just keep eating and eating and eating, specifically oh, the parents. Gonna, how are they going to pay? How are the parents going to pay for this? They have they have cash and credit cards. Ah, also very important. And um, the parents eat and eat and eat, and uh, their daughter does not want to because she has like it seems like a bad feeling about this, or she thinks she's going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. She wanders off. Um, meets a person whose name I cannot remember because names are important in this film. You think I could remember them? Yeah, you're not supposed to remember their names. Uh, And he's like, hey, you have to leave here because the lights are about ready to shut off or Mm -hmm. the lights are turning on and you're pretty much going to get stuck here. You have to run. Haku. Yeah, Haku. And she goes back to her parents to get them and they've turned into pigs and she runs to the dry riverbed and it's no longer dry and there's a boat and... Um, from that point on, it gets very strange. Yeah, she's crossed over into the spirited world, right? Her family, as they go through that that train station, uh, that amusement park, they have entered the spirit world. And because the parents are eating the food that is supposed to be for the spirits, uh, they are punished and turned into pigs. And um, Chihiro is told that she has to give up her name and become someone who is going to work at this bathhouse where all the spirits come to relax and she is uh, she is put down upon by all of the workers there because she's a human and humans are filthy, dirty. They have no respect, which we've already seen in the parents eating the food that they're not supposed to eat. Uh, and um, as we see with a couple of the uh, spirits that come into the place, especially the um, uh, what's his name? The, the, the stink monster. Um, when he comes in. You know, he has been polluted. They they discover that he, he's really a river spirit that's been polluted by humanity. And she's the one that kind of takes care of this. In the meantime, she um, deals with the uh, the witch of the um, of the facility. I keep wanting to call her Baba Yaga, but that's not it. Um, Baba. Yeah, you Baba. Um, and her sister have a, a, a feud between one another. And, uh, you know, Chihiro makes this deal with uh, Yubaba that if she does the work and, and, and does the things that she's supposed to, she can go down and identify her parents and go home and re- be returned into the human form. And so she goes on adventure and she comes back different and she finds her parents and she uh, frees um, uh, Haku, who's also a river spirit, and uh, everybody lives happily ever after. The end. Yeah. And it was just like, uh, you know, just a, a real ride throughout the whole thing. I guess I was, oh, yeah. I was, just, I was just like really struck by um, almost the, like the complexity of the story, how it was uh, like a really well laid out adventure story in that you saw a lot of this bathhouse. It wasn't mm-hmm. like two sets. Have you ever... Have you ever seen another movie or read another book about a human child who goes into a world that is completely topsy-turvy from everything that they know and they have to fight and they have to change uh, that world in 
to respect her and understand her or him. And then they come back changed, uh, changed for the better. You know, any other stories like that? Are we asking a generic question? And I'm no, I'm say, asking is it a very specific one. There's a couple, but there is one that's very specific that if you watch this movie, it should feel very much like this other movie or story. Rodrigo, can you tag team me here? Uh, sure. Okay, um, what is Alice in Wonderland? Correct, Rodrigo. Oh. Alice in Wonderland is correct. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Alice in Wonderland, a story about a girl who goes through the looking glass or falls down a rabbit hole. And encounters this crazy world of uh, of magical beasties of and wonders of all kind mm. until she defeats the quote unquote queen of hearts or maybe defeats should be in in quotes uh, and uh, is able to return home a much smarter and wiser child than she was when she left because she's grown and matured. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what Spirited Away is is just an Alice in Wonderland story. Now Rodrigo may want to disagree with me. Uh, that's fine, but this is this definitely has its influences in the Lewis Carroll story. Oh, definitely. I think um, you know, there's there's a lot of fiction that involves a sort of like child protagonist in a fantastic world, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely uh, as far as the um, Western side of things, Alice in Wonderland is the most obvious compar- com- uh, comparison. Yeah, that that does makes sense when you line it up it seems like a very um i haven't read the how to skin a cat or whatever that that uh screenwriting book is with oh yeah yeah. save the cat save Save the the cat cat. yeah skin a cat save the cat Mm -hmm. uh it seems like a generic plot idea that has been used in examples that i can't pull my mind of a hero going into a place that is unrecognizable and being changed for the better and then i mean you can back you can you can say that like Harry Potter is that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, you can say that of course the seminal classic Slug Terra is that. <laughs> um, there's you know it's it's it is a it is a, a standard like it's kind of a standard set of tropes. Right. right? Yeah. It's, right. It's, um. Uh. It's it's basically a plot. Uh. For example, the Tale of Tallest Rabbit mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. as well. Um. So. Uh, yeah, there's, this is something that is out there. This is something that, um, is a a very basic structure for a narrative and it's basic enough that you can add whatever to make, um, the fantastic world different every time you can add Mm -hmm. whatever to make whatever statement you want. Right. Um, spirited away has a lot. Not just a lot about like childhood and innocence, but also about humans and progress. And And that's, um, you know, I know that if you watch Nausicaa, uh, that kind of has some environmental issues stuff in it. But uh this to me seems like and well, of course, there's, you know, the Grave of the Fireflies where it's like war as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But this one is, I think, a very political movie in that Miyazaki is talking about how. Uh, people, Japanese uh, particularly, have kind of lost their way to commercialism and have not gone back to to the traditional Japan, right, or traditional values of Japan. So you see the parents driving an Audi car. They're uh, buying everything with credit cards. They, uh, you know, want to build apartments over rivers instead of, you know, embracing the environment and building around the environment, those kinds of things. So for that reason, this also becomes somewhat 
uh, political statement in in animation. And there's nothing wrong with putting uh, a message in it. But I think the combination of Alice in Wonderland and that and that political message uh, to me just was like, meh. Mm-hmm. Kind of turned me off, but the the animation is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is actually a um, a recurring theme in uh, Miyazaki's work. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said, Nausicaa has a lot of uh, environmental overtones. Uh, Princess Mononoke right. is all about humans encroaching into uh, the wilds mm-hmm. and and the damage that that can cause. Um, and yeah, I mean, Spirited Away, it, or yeah, uh, I don't remember exactly if Ponyo has anything like that. Not really, it, because it, it does a little bit, but it's more like it. It's really more of like a top-down like overview of like the Caesar primal and cool, you guys. Yeah, yeah we yeah. should respect them, kind yeah. of stuff. Ponyo is basically a, I wouldn't say a reverse Little Mermaid, but it is basically <laughs> the Little Mermaid story. Yeah. Um, the girl falls in love with a boy and, you know, messes around with things she's not supposed to mess around with and goes up onto the land and is able to communicate. But at the same time, it causes problems and imbalance with the ocean and the ocean rises and causes great disasters until she's ready to go back and Mm. take care of stuff. So it's your classic story. Girl falls in love with boy, something, something, coelacanths. Uh, speaking (laughs) of, uh, classic stories, Rodrigo, you mentioned Tale of Tallest Rabbit. I'm not sure all of our listeners know what Tale of Tallest Rabbit is. Yeah, the Tale of Tallest Rabbit is a book I wrote, and uh, it is available on Amazon. You can go to Amazon.com and look up the Tale of Tallest Rabbit, or just Tallest Rabbit, and it'll come up. Um, and I wrote that book uh, two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or it came out. Um, so, yeah, and it's a, it's a book about a little girl who finds herself in a fantabulous world. <laughs> so it's it's <laughs> there's still money in that trope. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, listeners, you can uh, go and buy Rodrigo's book by clicking on that Amazon link at Majorspoilers.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. Uh, a little bit comes back our way and um, eventually finds its way into Rodrigo's pocket as well. So use that Hooray. link at Amazon.com. Hey. Now back to our there, show. There was... So many intricate spirit monster type mm-hmm. things yeah. in this film. Right. And like the parents turning into the pigs that I thought at some point a shoe is going to drop and like all of the masks will come off and we will see who all these people like really are. Oh. Like um, like the, the no face mm-hmm. person. I thought we're going to figure out what this guy's deal is. Like surely... Uh, there's a, like a person underneath this and they're like, like a whole thing. They have a whole backstory and we're going to figure it out. And that never really happens. It's kind of like the sludge monster. Mm-hmm. You know, they wash the sludge monster off and uh, becomes, it was a river, a river spirit, spirit, right? Yeah. And I mm-hmm. thought this was what it was going to happen. Like Ubaba was going to be like her crotchety old, like real like grandma. I don't know. Oh, like yeah, I thought yeah. it was a all going to be like a, so again, there's a wake up from one. a dream or something. Yeah. So uh, again, a little bit of Wizard of Oz thrown in here as well. Sure. She mm-hmm. finds herself in this magical world that's not like the black and white world she came from. So yeah, you see a little bit of, of that in there uh, too. Yeah. But, and I, and but I think that's also different cultures, depending on their religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs or supernatural beliefs or whatever, you know, they're spirits for everything, right? There's a spirit right. of the, the cupboard. There's a spirit of the woodshed. There's a spirit of the, the, the trees. So you have spirits for everything. So I don't think it's necessary that you have to explain who all of these spirits are, except that you know that they are spirits or groups of spirits or, or whatever. Right. And then 
when I got about halfway or closer to the end, I'm like, oh, I don't think these are really going to be explained. I'm like, I, I, that's when I felt like I might be missing important context for this story because I don't know Japanese culture well. Mm. I thought, well, surely this, you know, Haku being a river spirit means something more than um, his home was destroyed because of nope. people and then other river monsters. And I thought Yibaba was going to be like they could possibly be something that I like a reference to something mm. I we something we talked about uh you know last week with yeah. me and the Iron Fist that the culture divide mm-hmm. could leave gaps in what is actually being referenced and I thought there was just so much stuff that um is so intricate that like I think I might be missing something here but I'm enjoying it anyways well that's good I mean it's good that you enjoyed it I, yeah and I'm hoping that you did and you looked at the marvels of the animation. Because uh, the Miyazaki animation stuff is just phenomenal stuff. I mean, it's it's up there with Disney. I mean, it's up there with uh, you know the the um, the Fleischer uh, Studios stuff from the 1930s. I mean, it's just magical to look at, and the techniques that they use and the detail that goes into all of the animation is great. And the stories are that are told are really really good too. A fun one that I think you should watch is Kiki's Delivery Service. And I guarantee your wife will also love Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, let's just jump to that really quick. I started watching this, and she was like on her phone not paying attention. She's like, oh, it's Zach's watching a weird movie again. And she kind of started paying attention more. Mm-hmm. And she said, I think I have seen this. She may said, have. Are you serious? And her brother watches a, like, a lot of movies mm-hmm. and is into some of the same stuff uh, we watch here. And he, she goes, yeah, I remember watching about like 25 minutes of it. And then I got like scared and I stopped watching. I think it was about the time <laughs> the parents like turned into pigs. Yeah, yeah and, like, that's pretty that frightening. Yeah. She was like, I think I stopped watching about here. And then yeah. much like that time, she left about halfway through. Yeah, it's I mean, Spirit Away had a wide release. It actually oh, it had did, a yeah. theatrical release in the United States. Um, unlike most Studio Ghibli films, basically. Mm-hmm. Spirit Away came out, and it was a big success in the box office, right. or, or at least successful enough. Oh, yeah, and no, it, it was the highest-grossing uh, film in Japanese history when it was released in 2001. Yeah, and it earned it earned uh, House Moving Castle a yeah. wide release in the United right. States, but I think that one underperformed. It did quite a bit. And, and kind of uh, hasn't, uh, like, uh, this, I, I think there was this hope that they could um, for Disney, especially to release these like prestige mm-hmm. uh, Japanese movies in the United, like fully translated in the United States, and um, and and make big bank out of it. And and basically, the trend started earlier with like smaller releases, like um, like Princess Mononoke, which for its modest release did really well. Spirit Away got like the huge release, did really well. How's Moving Castle, another large release, and didn't do so well. Right. and But then again, a few years later, Ponyo came out, and because it had um, a lot of super well-known voice actors in it, that had a pretty uh, modest success in the U- United States in an initial release. And man, when it hit, when it hit home video, our yeah. kids could not stop watching it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I really recommend all of the catalog oh yeah i mean just go just go through the yeah just going through the studio ghibli stuff castle in the sky uh we've already talked about grave of the fireflies totoro (laughs) kiki's delivery service porco rosso uh princess mononoke 
I mean, it's like if you go down the list, it's like every other one you've heard of or you may have seen in some way, shape or form. Uh, so it's it's really that good and, and worth watching. Oh, that is the strange thing about never actually watching any of this catalog of films is because they are so well loved. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in the pop culture circles, it's like I know like at least the posters for all of these movies and could probably tell you like Princess Mononoke. I've seen a bunch of stuff from... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tortoro is that I think that's how you pronounce it is mm-hmm. right. The Poyo thing I've seen a bunch of. Um, that is the, <laughs> the chicken thing. The, yeah, I don't, yeah, <laughs> well, I can't she does kind of turn into a chicken. Thing, <laughs> he does. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, so that is the strange thing about these films is that they're so well loved and by a, a majority of uh, not a majority but uh, enough people that they have made their way into pop culture pretty heavily. Right. You know, and uh, and and when you play a video game and you get past a certain point and a bunch of stuff unlocks. Yes. Um, now that you've seen this movie, you can walk into a hot topic and you'll get like ten <laughs> percent more references. Yeah. That's and and I guarantee exciting. you, with a kid on the way, at some point, you will end up uh, watching My Neighbor Totoro and then go out of your way to buy a, a Totoro um, stuffed doll. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because the kid will want it or because oh, I will yes. want it? Well, both. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, uh, the youngest has one. Okay. And they do have, like, a, um, you know those big, like, grown-up pajamas? Oh, They yeah. have a, yeah. a Totoro grown-up pajama uh, sleeper awesome. thing that you can wear. So uh, your your wife can definitely wear that. Sure. In the cold winter months ahead. <laughs> so are, because the Spirited Away seems, or I saw a quote from Miyazaki that he made it for 10-year-old right, girls. Right, And, like, a very specific age. Mm-hmm. And specifically, he the, the idea came to him because his daughter had a friend who kept coming over and always seemed very interested in having fun, and, and he's basically created that movie for her. Oh, okay. Or that's where the basis of the story sprang from. Okay, so apart from the apparently depressing Firefly movie. <laughs> well, and that's actually not a Miyazaki film, but that's a Studio Ghibli oh, film. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, uh, are the rest of the films, like, young kid Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Kiki's Delivery Service is about a young girl who is a witch, and she is at an age where she's supposed to go out into the world and make something of herself. Okay. And so she's trying to figure out how she's going to use her witch powers to do something, and she creates a delivery service. Mm. Um, when we look at uh, Totoro, that is about some kids moving into a new place and meeting spirits and getting along with those spirits and also having this um, issue where trying to cope with loss is kind of a theme that runs through that one, which is pretty good. Um, Porco Rosso is just a crazy fantasy story about a, a World War I pilot who happens to be a pig and, um, and his adventures. Yeah. Uh, I would say Princess Mononoke is not for kids. No, it's, it's pretty bloody. It's, oh. it's violent. It's it's basically an action adventure for like teenagers and up. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but man, such great action! It just it has, is like, really some good. Of the best animated action sequences. And the tree I've spirits seen. are cute but creepy. In fact, I had a dream about one of them the other the other night. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, it was pretty scary. Uh, of course, we got Spirited Away, uh, Howl's Moving Castle. Is House Moving Castle is very much in line with Spirited Away. Yeah. I would say it has a very similar look and feel and sort of like story mm-hmm. progression. It's a lot more about uh, romance, right? Than than Spirited Away or Ponyo. Mm-hmm. 
And Ponyo is definitely like three to eight year olds. Well, maybe not eight. Yeah. Three to, three to six year olds are going to uh, love okay. Ponyo. And those are just that, like I said, the Studio Ghibli stuff. You, I think, would really get a kick out of um, uh, the uh, Castle or um, what did I say? Castle in the Sky. No, 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 no. Well, Castle in the Sky is great. It's 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 uh, fantastic. But I'm looping the third. Oh, Castle of Cagliostro. Yeah, Castle of Cagliostro is a great like spy uh, movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun uh, with that one. Um, and, of, and of course, Nausicaa, uh, Valley of the Winds is really good, too. It's kind of a sci-fi thing, okay. but it's dealing with the environment mm-hmm. and, you know, how people treat the environment, whether the society can survive or not afterwards. Okay. Uh, so there's something to to watch in in anything that Miyazaki does. Well, that's and it's exciting. always great. That's very exciting. Yeah. So did you like this movie? Yeah, I really did. It was. It's different than a lot of animated movies. I've seen, and it took me until reading a couple of articles about the thing to realize what it was. And Miyazaki said that they put a lot of space mm-hmm. in the movies where they don't, they're not concerned about jam packing it with action. And there certainly are sequences in this film where it's just like the, when they're taking the train from the bathhouse to. Yubaba's sister, like yeah. twin sister's hut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is a, it's not a very long scene, but you come off some pretty like intense stuff and it's a, a transition nicely into different scenes, but it's quiet. It's not a lot happening. Yeah. It's like spirits coming on and off a train. Mm-hmm. So it's not the most exciting thing I've ever seen in the world. Um, so that, thinking about the balance of, being calm and then action and mm-hmm. then how they bounce the film was really good. Mm-hmm. I was also really struck with how constant the score was yeah. in this, which uh, it's been a while since I've watched like a Pixar DreamWorks film, but I don't remember the score being that prevalent in the mix. Cause even if people are talking, the score seems pretty prominent mm-hmm. uh, throughout spirit away and it's good music. So yeah. that was, uh, it just like n- n- not. It was different, not in a bad way, but it was different than what I'm used to. But yeah, ultimately, I enjoyed this film. It was uh, the ending was not rushed in a way. It seemed odd because it was. Um, it's kind of dark and creepy through most of it, mm-hmm. and then you go to Yubaba's sister's house and. She like gets a new grandma essentially, yeah, and everyone's yeah. like happy and fun, and yeah. then it kind of wraps up pretty fast. Yeah. And that was something that caught me off guard a little bit because it, it's also a very long movie for an mm-hmm. animated movie. It's mm-hmm. about two hours long. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Spirited Away is definitely one where um, it's just about it, it. It has a lot of style and plenty of substance but it's very like thin throughout like Mm -hmm. it's it's all the substance that you can have for a little alice in wonderland story um but so much of it is just that long visual spectacle right and like Mm -hmm. constant surprises that are usually like non-action non-violence uh oriented so it's like 
uh, there's this monster and like, oh no. And then like the monster kind of becomes like this friendly character. And now she's mm-hmm. got this monster following her around. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, look, a baby. Now the baby is like something else. It's like, right. And there's like, ah, some heads, you know, and, like, um, it's like, here's a, here's a reddish monster. Yeah. Like there's all of these things where you're like, I don't know where this movie is going with this. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of little payoffs to them, which kind of keep you interested because, you know, if like everything just resolved at the end, it's like, what do you put in the middle? But there's kind of this constant like um, movement, this constant like, here's this weird thing that has manifested. It turns out it was this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that, you and- know, uh, Ch- Chihiro or Sin is, is her uh, spirit world name is, um, you know, she's helping to solve these problems and to. Right prove herself time and time again. And, and through that, whether it's, you know, helping, um, uh, you know, Haku. someone's yeah. Haku or, um, uh, uh, Yubana's, um, Yubaba's, uh, sister, you know, getting pieces of things back or just, you know, helping to scrub down the, the bathhouse walls or something. I mean, she's doing something that other people don't want to do mm-hmm. because she knows she has to do it and it's just expected of her. Yeah, her character is interesting in that she's not this plucky young hero type that right, I expected right. her to be in an animated film. Yeah. She, especially at the beginning, seems like she definitely doesn't want to do what her parents are wanting her to do and move to a new house. She's not super excited mm-hmm. about that. And then constantly through that, you don't ever... I don't ever say she's not like a hero type, but she's always no. making these decisions that I thought pointed her into like a hero direction. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. So yeah, yeah, hero makes like uh, morally correct decisions, right? Like you know, yeah. If the decision is between like standing up and keeping your head down, it's like if nothing's on the line, then Chihiro's just like more than happy to just be like, nope, not my problem. <laughs> but when it counts, when it's like, oh, this is a thing, then she stands up, she takes action, she puts herself at risk to to help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, and I, I thought the big character moments for her were when she fed the spirit egg thing, I don't know, the food, to uh, Haku, mm-hmm. to, so he could like heal himself, and right. she was saving it for her parents. Right. Uh, essentially like sacrifice what she wanted ultimately mm-hmm. in the future to help the person she has now. I thought mm-hmm. it was like a, like a, a nice big moment for her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, is different from what it like, uh, inside out or up or something <laughs> right, like that. You right, know what right, I mean? Right, right. That was why it's hard to put into words why I thought this movie was good without ever seeing like all of the other films that, Miyazaki and Ghibli is made to compare it to because it's I feel like it's different from the animated films we see in America. Oh, it's sure. like hard to like draw parallels between a few of them, mm-hmm. especially with like the recent stuff. Well, I mean, you could definitely do worse than Spirited Away for your first Miyazaki movie. Well, that's good. I mean, th- there are some that are just you know, okay, in my opinion. Ponyo. Even though it's great for little kids, I really, really, really do not like that movie. <laughs> um, but I mean, if this is a place you're going to start, then yeah, I mean, you might as well go with the 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 most popular 
uh, highest grossing movie that he's ever made mm-hmm. and take a look at that. And maybe that is why the New York Times made put it on their 25 best movies of, of the century so far, uh, because it really has a lot of good stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think now if this maybe piques your interest of what other uh, Japanese animation is out there. Uh, specifically for Miyazaki, uh, Rodrigo and I have given you a long list of things that you can watch. Yes. And I guarantee you, the ones that we like and that we've told you, you will love some of those. Cool. You will absolutely fall in love with some of them. But now, will I be able to actually watch them on the internet? Because that appears to be a slight problem with Miyazaki films. Yeah, so that Disney has them. Is this film online? So Disney has them, and I don't know what the the current status of that is with them releasing it. They may be waiting for a specific anniversary or something like that to get them out there. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if you go to Walmart and dig around in the kids section, Kiki's delivery service will pop up. I mean, it's there uh, in physical format. And you can go on to Amazon and and buy all these, buy all these movies. Uh, But yeah, for streaming reasons, I don't know why we don't have those. There seems to be a handful of them on Amazon to mm-hmm. stream, but specifically Spirited Away is just nowhere. I think you can buy, even on iTunes, a bunch of them, but yeah. Spirited Away is just like nowhere yeah, on it was. Internet. I was really surprised at how hard that one was to find. Yeah. And like I said, maybe they're getting ready for a new release or thing. some kind of celebration or something because yeah. uh, that movie came out. What year did that come? Did um, did Spirited Away come out? That was a two thousand one, two thousand two. So we're getting up to a fifteen, and we're a few years away from twentieth anniversary. But you know, we've passed a fifteen year anniversary. It should be out there. So there's something else going on uh, with why that's not there because it. I mean, it would it would sell very very well. Oh man, it's uh, uh, what did you think of the animation in this one, Rodrigo? Uh, I, it's fantastic. It's just good in every possible way, and in like very subtle ways too. It's like there's something about Studio Ghibli food, yeah, <laughs> that is just incredible, right? It's like this is the most appetizing egg yolk I have ever seen, um, including any time that I've seen an egg yolk in real life, right? <laughs> Well, that's what struck me so much about it is everything was just so detailed. So much detail. So detailed. It's crazy. And it's all cell, cell animation, right? Most of it, yeah. But it's like a few things Mm -hmm. that were like 3D. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, definitely. If you watch more uh, Studio Ghibli films, you will start to see some some similarities in the animation style. Um, especially in weird things. Like sometimes when people get upset, they like kind of spike up like cats. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah. When people cry, like the way that their tears well up is like, it it looks like gelatin. Like it's so, like it's so dense and, and, and you know, like characters crying in Ghibli films is like really cute (laughs) just because of like the way that their tears shape up. Mm -hmm. Um, and just a lot of things like that. The way that there's like a lot of there's a lot of old ladies in Miyazaki yeah. stuff. Yeah. And the way that old ladies move is all very similar. Like it's not like reused frames or anything. Well, not that I know of. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of like sort of like helpful old ladies. There's a lot of scary witches. So it's like surprisingly a lot of like sort of like young heroines and uh, old ladies in. Uh, and, and actually, if you watch House Moving Castle, you get both in one. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at that. Yep. 
yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and that was the the monster stuff. I thought uh, it was almost like watching Monsters Inc. for me because uh-huh. there's just if you watch the backgrounds of the that movie, there's just like a crazy amount of just insane monsters. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably the backgrounds more like they just show them to you right up front. Uh, I mean, this entire bathhouse is populated by. Uh, strange creatures to begin with, but then when they're like open for business and we will clean you now, yeah, they uh bring a whole host of interesting spirits in there, and you know that was the one thing that was I guess weird for me that they never really explained unless I just completely botched uh, a moment of the film. Like, what are we actually doing here? What is what is the purpose of this bathhouse? And why are we cleaning all of these people besides, like I said, they just need well, because everybody needs to have a little spa day. Is that what it was? It's yeah. just like, it's just a, just a nice bathhouse. Yeah, just a nice little spa day for, for the spirits and let them come in and get cleaned up and be pampered and be on their yeah. way and go back to the drudgery of the real world of haunting <laughs> little children's bedrooms. There's, there's actually what. Part of the thing that's great about this movie is that there's not a lot of explanation. It's like, hey, what was No Face's deal or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. they call him? And it's like nothing. His his deal is nothing. He's just like a weird spirit. And, you know, he was kind of mishandled and, you know, flew off the handle. And now that things are fine, he's fine. You know, mm-hmm. and like that, it, it interestingly doesn't tell you anything, but also sets up the rules, right? Um, spirits can have these things that are wrong with them, these things that are problems, and then they turn into monsters. But if you like keep it under control and basically uh, treat them in the proper way, then they will function in the proper way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, a, a little piece of that metaphor for sort of like the ancient ways and how like modern things are like a problem. Mm. Um, you know, you can read it that way if you want. Yeah, sure. And I, I was in the continuing of like things not being explained, and uh, at the end when Chihiro uh passes Yubaba's test, and like none of these pigs are my parents, and then they leave the spirit park and go on their merry way. I, I was really interested. And then it's like, but all the people are still slaves to you, Baba, and they will continue to be forced <laughs> to work in the bathhouse forever. Because there's like, right. it's, it's like, it's what, what's her name? Lou or Lynn? Lynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what her deal is. If she she seems kind of happy to be there, but if everything else lines up uh, with Chiro's uh, story. Then she's there, but uh, not uh, against her will, and she apparently is going to stay there like that for a long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, while it's happy for our hero, it seems everyone else is still kind of stuck doing their thing, yeah. hoping yeah. for like a monster brings in gold. It is. It is kind of interesting because uh, another interesting aspect of of a lot of Asian mythology is like. There's the natural order of things. And the natural order of things is not necessarily nice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of Western fiction and even mythology and stuff, there's this idea that like things are good and then something bad happens and everything turns bad. And then if you fix it, then things will be better. Mm-hmm. But um, 
And something like Spirit Away is like, yeah, there's like these big monster spirits or dangerous spirits or witches or, you know, whatever. And it's like, that's just what they are. And they have little servant spirits that do what they want. You know, those little like coal monsters in the or like little uh, scribble monsters in yeah. the uh, in the foundry or whatever. Mm-hmm. The little dust monsters. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, those guys don't really get, uh, uh, you know, emancipation out of this. It's like, no, they're just, <laughs> you know, they're little little DOS monsters that live down there and that's where they live and that's fine. Okay, so I'm doing some quick research. Yes. Uh, you cannot get any of the Studio Ghibli films um, digitally. Oh. Because according to this person, uh, the Japanese arm of Studio Ghibli uh, is withholding the digital distribution rights and bans any company or studio from selling or renting the films in digital format. But there's n- been no explanation given as to why. So the oh, only place the to get them... Is Blu-ray the explanation or DVD. why? Yeah, the explanation why is because they want people to pirate them and not give them money. <laughs> <laughs> They've decided they hate money. Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I got my collection on eBay, uh, but it was a complete collection from Japan. And then when it arrived, I'm not sure it is a legal oh. copy of the film <laughs> to be of the yeah. films. To be honest, yeah. Um, but it's all the films and it's packaged nicely and it looks like a real deal thing. Uh, but then when you start watching some of the, the, the structure of the, the DVDs, you're mm-hmm. like, what's going on here? So, mm. yeah. And so do all the versions you have, are they all dubbed or are they like, subtitled? no, they're subtitled. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, like I said, they're from, it's a Japanese oh, right. import. So I, I had sense. to import it because yeah. I was like, man, I need to see me some spirited away. This is when I really wanted to see the film. Yeah. And so it was like here, they had the complete collection, not, didn't have spirited away on it, uh, but it had all the studio Ghibli stuff. And I was like, well, I'm going to get this. Mm -hmm. And then it came in and you could watch them. They play on a DVD player just fine. Hmm. So that's good. Yeah. That is interesting that they were like, nah, don't want to, don't want to stream anything. I don't know. So, uh, don't pirate. Uh, but, uh, yes, I know that, uh, if you're a fan of these films, you want to get them and, the only place to get them, Zach, is where? That would be Amazon.com, apparently, or maybe that like $5 bin of random DVDs at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we prefer Amazon.com because when you use the link over at Major Spoilers, then, uh, like we said earlier, you none of that, not all of the money will go to Amazon, but a little bit will come back to Major Spoilers to help shows like this continue every week. Yep. Uh, you want to talk about the Patreon, Steven? Yeah, sure. If you enjoy shows like uh, Zach on Film or you enjoy Top 5 and you want to support shows like that and see them continue or really just support everything that we do at Major Spoilers, head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers, where for as little as a buck, you can support everything that we do. And a buck is, wow, that's a lot. I mean, it it goes a long way. But Mm -hmm. when you consider everything we do, maybe you want to look at a 5 or a 10 or higher. And uh, with those other pledge levels, of course, come other rewards for you. So it's like you give a little bit more, you get a little bit more. Hey. So if you find value and you, uh, we ask you to give us some value back, patreon.com slash major spoilers. Uh, next week on Zach on Film, we are watching uh, The Black Hole and it seems to be like a crossover event. Yeah. So what's going to happen is um, next week on Zach on Film, we are going to watch and discuss the uh, Disney movie The Black Hole. Horrible movie. Okay. Um, Great. And then the week after uh-huh. on the Major Spoilers podcast, we will be looking at the four comics that were released after the film that is kind of the the sequel to what happened in the movie. Oh. So it's going to be a little bit of a tie in 
uh, coming up next week on Zach on Film and then the week after on the Major Spoilers podcast. Look at that. A little bit of company synergy. Yeah. That's how we like it at Major Spoilers. Yes, so you can have do. that to look forward next week on Zach on Film. This podcast is copyright 2017 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.